Welcome back to DC TV on Get Into Geek. My name is Mitch, here to talk about all things Arrowverse and beyond. In what will be, finally, our final podcast talking about just the one DC TV show. Let's get straight into it, see what we have in store with episode four of season two, Batwoman, Feskin, Blue Eyes. at all why I said the title like that before because this is kind of a dark episode. Last week we had serial killers, this week street drugs and kidnapping. It's not that Batwoman has ever gone too much into the fantasy realm, but I actually really like it when they still stick with it. You know, Batman's, he's always had his fair share of enhanced rogues, but he's definitely at his best when he's a vigilante up against real crime. So I'm glad to see that Batwoman is following suit. Let all the fantastical stuff happen over on Supergirl, Superman and Lois, I imagine, and The Flash as well in a couple of weeks. I even like the idea of well, what I'm assuming is Scarecrow's fear toxin. I don't think anyone else out there has taken the copyright of that being incorporated into the street drugs world to create new products. Look, I'm sure it's something that the comics have covered before probably multiple times, but I'm only going off the TV shows and it just makes sense within the world and about how the added layers and threats that these villains pose, not only against the likes of Batman and other superheroes, but also how they could affect just normal people. Not really high no pun intended, on the idea of the guy freshly injected with the snakebite drug explaining to Batwoman why he gets high, though. You're throwing your life away. That crap will kill you. Certainly get you close. That's the point. Fear, fantasy, whatever makes your blood pump. Not that I'm accusing the writers of being right into the gear, but the way the guy speaks there sounds like the line was written by someone who's never actually been on drugs. Now, in fairness, I've never been on the sort of stuff that the drug is supposed to be like, but I highly doubt that I would be sitting there breaking down the philosophy of why one gets into drugs in the first place while standing on the side of a very dirty street. Uh, There's no two ways about it. The Batmobile still looks pretty low-grade, but at least it does look a little bit better with the, quote, new paint job. I don't even think I remember a bat symbol on the car in Episode 1 this season. So, this time around... Definitely an improvement. I said a few podcasts ago, the messaging behind Ryan's motivations was fine. It was just the execution where it failed. Now, while this episode may have a far too convenient storyline where Ryan is rescuing a kid taken by the exact same person that did exactly the same thing to her when she was younger, it does go away to showing her helping those who were otherwise not being helped, which from the outset of this season has been her mission. While I know, okay, Ryan is only a few weeks into being Batwoman and doesn't have the training behind her that Kate did twice in this episode. Two times she was snuck up on. The second time, arguably understandable. She was in an emotional state. She's coming face to face with the woman who had kidnapped her as a child and was attacked by two unseen men with tasers in the dark. Okay, I get that. But the first, at the start of the episode, Ryan is snuck up on by a nervous young boy looking for his brother. Need to do better. You're wearing the bat suit for God's sake. You're a ninja superhero. Ryan getting tased outside the candy lady's house, though, does set up the episode's true horror setting. A survivor finding themselves back at the one place they tried to escape from. Even the music seemed to be straight-up horror, sounding a lot like that of the Halloween franchise. Listen, listen to this. 
This is from the Batwoman episode as adult Ryan is taken inside the candy lady's house. Get her inside. And this is from 1978's Halloween. Is that just me? Either way, side note, I cannot wait for Halloween Kills at the end of the year. I loved Halloween back in 2018. I was absolutely gutted when they moved it from last October to this October because of this stupid pandemic. But let's hope all things stay settled and we get Halloween Kills in a couple of months' time. The only difference, the candy lady really doesn't know how to hold a butcher knife compared to Michael Myers. Go back and watch as she slowly walks up the stairs to adult Ryan, who's tied up in the attic floor. It's laughable. And that's where the episode's multiple storylines start to intersect. Commander Kane, who's opened the episode with a public offer of a million dollars, mind you, for information on Kate's whereabouts or even just disappearance, is meeting once again by himself with a man claiming to know something. We then find out that guy is one of the false face society who is behind the snakebite drug and he is now boasting the missing boy Kevin as a new gang member. We're catching up? Good. Why the False Face Society call in a tip for a million-dollar reward they were obviously never going to cash in on as they were using Commander Kane as like a final induction test for Kevin. Why use Kane at all? Why not some random cop on the street if it had to be a police officer? Why not some stranger off the street if it just had to be someone? And then we get the real crossover. A seemingly passed-by character that was apparently robbing the hideout of this mysterious ocean character that Alice and Sophie are looking for turns out to be Ryan's ex-girlfriend. The same ex-girlfriend that helped Ryan escape from the candy lady when she was a kid. So... How does this seemingly innocent, albeit down on her luck, stealing from random houses woman, fit into this wider story? She did hold a keycard for a motel, a motel that Ocean had left instructions for to drop off some merchandise the following day. Hopefully, we'll see this next week. The timeline basically tells us that we're going to find out more then. We also see that Ryan is still carrying a pretty nasty wound from where she was shot with that kryptonite bullet back in, what, episode one? But it's been three weeks since she was shot. When are we going to get anything more on that? What's going to come of it? It seems to be something really important, although I'm saying that the infection doesn't seem to be spreading that far. It just seems to not be healing. But it seems to be a point the show wants to tell us about. So tell us something about it. In the end, not a bad episode overall compared to the rest of the season, the way that it tells a bit more of a personal story for Ryan, which is important. They've been trying to stick her into the storyline post-season one, post-Kate's disappearance and making her sort of fit that mould. But this one kind of paints a bit more of a picture of her background and why she is who she is and why she is the way that she is, which is very important. Rather than telling us things, show us things. And I think this episode does it a lot better than the last three have probably even put together. The tick is that this show so far only manages to make one of its dual storylines per episode interesting. Things are starting to build up and come together, as if by design, in the case that Superman and Lois is really good next week and any lingering fans might want to give up one show and take on another. 
But that will do us for episode four of DC TV. As I just said, though, next week, Superman and Lois finally kicks off with a double episode premiere. Thankfully, it's still only known as one episode. So it's a movie length episode, only it's not like an hour and 20 minutes. But you get what I'm saying. Superman and Lois finally hitting our screens, which is great because the trailers have looked really good and probably look even better if you're a Man of Steel fan. The way that the color palette and the the grainy look of it, even the darker, more personal journey and storyline of Superman himself seems to be favoring that Man of Steel look rather than a much lighter-toned Christopher Reeve or, I guess when we're talking TV, Dean Kane Superman. So we'll see whether it does match that and we'll see if it works and is going to work long-term. In the meantime, you can subscribe to our podcast if you aren't already, and we will be getting onto more and more podcasting platforms. So if this isn't your favorite one that you're listening through, stick around and uh, we'll update you as we get onto more and more platforms. Follow us on the socials for those updates, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GetIntoGeek, or drop us a long-form line, GetIntoGeek at gmail.com. Nice short podcast today for episode four of Batwoman. We will be back next week, though, episode five of Batwoman and the long-awaited premiere episode of Superman and Lois all next week on DC TV. Get into geek.